Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another weekly edition of Nick's Nerd News. I'll be your host this evening, and my name is Roy. Nick has asked me to fill in for him while he's out of town, so let's get started. Now, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 33 from San Diego. I've been a fan of most things nerd about, I'd say, the better portion of my life. And as where I may not be as deeply involved, nor as knowledgeable as Nick in the deep nerd community, I will attempt to scratch the surface and entertain you all for a brief time tonight. So, without further ado, let's get right into our first topic. The John Boyega leaked script scandal. For the up-and-coming film, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, John Boyega admits that he left the script under his bed. Somebody who, I guess, was a cleaning staff, somebody who came in to clean his place or move him i'm not quite sure of the details but they apparently stumbled upon this script that he was hiding under his mattress now why a grown man would be hiding his probably most valued possession at that point under his mattress is i don't know a little little childish to me but the other factor is that he left it under there for quite a while now I don't want to misquote anything here, so I'm going to read the quote from the IGN article on this. John Boyega was quoted saying, I was like, I will leave it under my bed, and when I wake up the next morning, I will take it and then move. But then my boys came over, and we started partying a little bit. And then the script, it just stayed there. And a few weeks later, this cleaner comes in, finds the script, puts it on eBay for like 65 pounds, which for us in America, that's like $84. The person didn't know the true value, unquote. I don't know about you guys, but this seems a little suspicious to me. Not saying that he did this on purpose or anything, but come on. I mean, maybe if you're jaded on it or, you know, Disney is just riding your ass a little bit too hard about making this film, I get it. You might be putting it off, may not think about it too much, but let's be honest. A script like that is probably worth more than, I don't know, one of your last paychecks, because technically speaking, it's going to make or break your career. It's an up-and-coming film, it's something that hasn't happened yet, and God forbid it leak out to the public, oh my God, Disney would have a fit. He's even quoted saying something about the Disney police, if you want to call them that, contacting him and the security staff of Disney getting all worked up over everything, obviously trying to contain and put a lid on the whole incident. But thankfully for them, the whole situation was contained pretty quickly. And I will say that as far as I know, at least, no content of the film has been released officially. Now, I haven't really gone digging around looking for pictures of said script nor have i really come across any factual articles that i could you know stake a claim on 
But I would be interested if anybody out there has heard of anything or knows of anything for the upcoming film. Um, I feel free to leave some sort of a comment or reach out to Nick and see if you know, he knows anything as well, because I'd be curious. But I'm pretty sure Disney keeps a, a tight seal on everything and a closed lid, so fat chance for that information, I'm sure. But I mean, come on, like, you can't just leave scripts laying around like that, though. I mean, it just isn't, it, it isn't professional. It's not what the fans want. It's just kind of, just seems kind of immature and irresponsible. But, you know, I digress. It, it is what it is. And like I said, Disney locked that shit down real quick. If anybody out there thought that it was going to leak and actually get out to the public, you're sorely mistaken. And with that, I think we can transfer over into our next subject. I'd like to take a moment and bring up one of the up-and-coming game titles going to be released by Blizzard. That's right, you probably guessed it, Diablo 4. I don't know a whole lot about the newly discovered information, if any, on Diablo 4, so this will all be, again, just kind of casual debate, topic, discussion, what have you. Um, whether or not Diablo 4 is going to be worth even getting as a game title it is yet to be seen. What is interesting, though, is that this particular Diablo is going to, I guess, quote-unquote star, if you will, if you consider this character to be the, the star of the franchise of the game. Um, but it's not going to feature Diablo himself uh, as the main protagonist or the, name, the main character or uh, villain in this game. Apparently, this one is going to be featuring Lilith. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that is uh, Satan or the Devil's uh, wife and the first woman to walk on Earth, apparently. So I'm not quite sure how Lilith is going to you know, play out in this storyline. I haven't done a lot of in-depth research on this one either, but this actually is just kind of interesting to me. And personally, I've enjoyed the Diablo franchise. It's something very nostalgic to my early video game playing days, and I just think that it's got a great foothold in the video game community. There's a lot of people out there that still enjoy Diablo 3. And I'm sure are looking towards the future with Diablo 4. Now, I myself, again, am more of a casual person, casual player. So I'd be interested to see how the game mechanics facilitate all levels of play. Not just the, you know, hardcore several hours a day, you know, just grinding and pounding the game until you get to whatever level you need to get to. I myself am a little bit more of a casual player. When I get off work, I get to play maybe a few times during the work week, and on my weekends, I have to wake up early, if I'd like to wake up early, that is, to play before the household gets up. Um, it's really not that feasible for me to just sit there and grind out a game anymore so i'm hoping that there are going to be some sort of mechanics and some sort of you know play formats that i can use to still get ahead and still be in some of the higher level more i guess you call it in-game content and without having to spend money or without having to actually sit there and grind for 
days upon days to get somewhere. Um, I know that there was a big problem with the gold and the um, market with Diablo 3. If I'm not mistaken, the devs had to take a step back and change some vital parts of the game to better suit the community and what was going on with the issues. Now, moving forward with Diablo 4, I'm hoping that some of these things are going to be already addressed and corrected. I'm very confident that Blizzard is going to put something out that's refined yet nostalgic. Hopefully not too many new game mechanics. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have three classes already sort of leaked or i mean not leaked but already out there officially shown visually in some of the gameplay footage and some of the um just photos that you see of game in game content and again i just think that blizzard is going to put out another fascinating game title i mean we already know what to expect from the diablo series and i am personally looking forward to playing this game now justifiably so depending on the price it's going to be released for i'm expecting it to be one of those game titles that i may just sit back on first let some friends pick it up let them play it first see some of the reviews before i really jump headfirst into it i mean i'm not i'm not a game reviewer i'm not somebody who you know has to write an article or do a podcast typically to cover some sort of you know, uh, review of the game or first look at the game. So I'm not really in a huge rush to jump on a game title before I hear anything good or negative about it. I do like to play games at some point for my own and make and formulate my own opinions about them. And I've enjoyed a lot of titles that way as well. For example, Warframe. Uh, Warframe was a title that I didn't really stumble upon it because I'd seen it, you know, years prior to me actually starting the game. Uh, it was probably already about five or six years old when I first really jumped into it and played it. I tried to pick it up um, and play it from my PC, but I didn't really enjoy the controls. I'm not really much of a keyboard gamer like that. Um, I guess my, my finger dexterity isn't quite all there to do all the different commands to to move fluidly around the screen and through the world but um a couple years after seeing it on pc i tried it on console and ps4 was my console of choice and it was free to play so <clears throat> i i encouraged some of my friends to download it for free and play with me i don't i don't think that any of them really were captured by it like i was because the the thing for me was that I'd never played it before, and they had all played it, at least at some point. So they were a little bit less awed by it than I was. Um, and it wasn't really the visuals, like it wasn't really like the, the graphics, because those were those are kind of, you know, inadequate to some of the newer games, and they're, they're not really the cleanest graphics. But what I really liked was the mechanics of the gameplay. I mean, the, the fluidity at which you could move your character through the game was, was really fun and, and really fascinating. So um, there again, if I would have just listened to, you know, purely reviews or strictly just adhered to, you know, peer um, influences that I probably would have never, I know I would have never picked up the game and played the game for, you know, an honest effort that I did. And so... I uh, really look forward to, again, just 
seeing what's going to come from Diablo 4. Um, not really sure what to expect 100%, but fingers crossed, good things coming. Now, I don't want to get too involved in just talking about video games, so um, I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about some other things that I'm, I'm interested in and that have my attention currently. Now, I'm not sure how many of you out there are into, um, you know, manga or anime, things like that. Uh, I'm assuming that most people nowadays are pretty familiar with what it is. And, you know, in America, going back, you know, several decades, the whole comic book and animation craze um, is still lingering very much so, you know, here. And we have our own version of that, if you will. But I've always been drawn to the, uh, like, the Japanese style of writing and their art style especially for for um anime and even manga for that matter is just it's it's been pretty interesting it's been really really phenomenal and um i've just enjoyed it a lot and not to get you know too deep into that personally but i think that a lot of people nowadays are getting more accustomed to it and it's becoming more and more popular with the rise of information sharing and, you know, the Internet. Um, one one funny thing uh, that I just wanted to, like, throw out there is that uh, a lot of times when I meet somebody new or if I'm, you know, dating, I tell them at some point that, hey, I'm into uh, Japanese anime or I'm into, you know, manga and a lot of people look at you kind of strange. A lot of girls are kind of like, oh, what the hell, you know? And some of your guy friends may be out there and they may be judgmental. Or you may even be listening to this going like, ah, oh, man, anime, what the hell, you know? But for what it, for what it's worth, I mean, I, I like the, the writing. And so anyway, uh, my current girlfriend, when we first got together, I, was, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm into to anime and to manga. And uh, she just thought it was, it was nerdy and it was dumb and, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know... Months and months go by, and after we start living together and everything, we start watching shows together, Netflix, Hulu, and, you know, uh, Amazon, and all these different show streaming, you know, apps. We don't really do cable. So we watched through, God, I don't know how many different series that she wanted to pick out and watch. I mean, you know, some of them were mine, too, my selections as well, but live action and, you know, some classic movies if you will maybe some of them were animated classics like disney movies or what have you whatnot but didn't really get and cross over into anything anime until we gone through like everything that we wanted to watch everything that she wanted to watch and was kind of left you know looking through everything just going all right well what's next i finally convinced her to try i think i forget what show it was um or what movie maybe maybe it was a movie that was one of those live act. Oh yeah, it was one of those live action um, Netflix movies. I think it was the. Um, oh shoot, drawing a blank here. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the live action version. I convinced her to watch it with me one night, and I, I'm pretty sure this is before she watched anything real, real anything anime. And she thought it was kind of an interesting subject, but I kept trying to tell her like, ah oh, no, like look, it, it's it's not as it's not as good as the animation you know the animation is much better the story is longer it's a much better story anyway so i guess long story short um after some deliberation and some i i guess just kind of ninja oops i put it on and forgot you were kind of here i'm watching it you know games 
I got her to watch an anime one time, and needless to say, now she has some that she watches that she's selected that are her favorites and that she likes. So, again, not sure how many people out there even watch anime or into anime, but I find the sudden interest and the sudden exposure in American culture to anime, I find it to be very good for the anime industry. Um, it was suffering for a while. There were a lot of hits to some of the bigger animation houses due to the sharing of files and torrent downloading of the shows, the movies, um, free scans of the manga, and just the just the overall availability of the content for free. And it was, it was taken away from the profits and the basically just the ability to keep these animation studios and animation you know houses up and running properly. We weren't really seeing a lot of new content that was really quality being released that often. Every once in a while, you'd get a gem here and there, but um, yeah, the the sudden rise and the sudden exposure to anime on these different platforms like Netflix and Hulu, I think are what's really driving the culture again. Um, a lot of people are okay with it. A lot of people are just sort of used to seeing it now. And so I think it's really a good thing for the whole, just the whole culture. I'm excited to see some of the newer things that are released that are good. And some of the classics it's again, it's just really good for, I guess, the industry, and it's going to keep it alive, I think. Um, anybody else that's out there that agrees with me, I think you can probably attest to what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not extremely educated on the background of all this, I don't know all the figures and numbers, but I do know that it was a big issue. Um, a lot of the global market, I can imagine a lot of the global market outside of Japan, was probably taking a lot of the profits away. And just overall, probably killing the industry. So anything that I, I can add to any of what people take out of all this is just that, you know, now you're kind of, you're already buying Hulu. You're already buying Netflix for other things. And it's probably more of that Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, they're getting contracts with these production studios, these animation studios, collaborating with them. And I think it's, I just think it's smart. I think it's a smart choice, a smart move. There's a lot of money to be made from the interest of it all. You get a lot of product, there's video game titles, there's arcade game titles. I mean, just, it goes, it goes through different industries if they do it right. So well played Hulu, well played Netflix, smart move. Um, and that's, that is not to say that they're not doing the same thing with live action. I mean, there's, there's a ton, if not more, live action titles that are becoming very popular. Um, we can just go right into the next topic that I was going to talk about tonight, which would be uh, the sudden rise and in interest of Hulu title shows and movies, Netflix title shows and movies. Um, Disney Plus is now a thing. Apple TV is now a thing. I mean, Facebook TV is now becoming a thing. It's just, it seems like every every multifaceted uh, social media or online, you know, media content 
media content company now has their own TV or their own streaming uh, app or outlet or what have you. It's it's kind of funny if you think about it because you know years ago you had basic television, right? You had it. You bought a TV, you plugged it in, you got it. You got an antenna or you plugged it into some other box or whatever, right? And you got television. Cable came later. Cable was the big hype and the big craze, you know. Once cable TV came out, then it was like all these different media companies started having their own channels. You know, you had the ESPN network, uh, NBC, CBS, ABC. Disney eventually came out with one. You had MTV. Oh, I probably said MTV, but, you know, you, you just you, you got all these different companies and these network companies that were making a, a television station. They, they had a channel. All the content went through them on that channel. And that's what cable was, you know. It aired at certain times, and you had certain slots that you had to watch shows at. If you, you know, before they had the DVR and the recording systems, you basically just had to be there. I mean, they had VHS recording, but it wasn't very good, very hard to do, kind of expensive for the time. It wasn't, it wasn't really ideal. Most people didn't do it. You, every once in a while, you probably see that your your, your friend's dad recorded a show or a game it was mostly games like oh like oh i I recorded the football game you know nobody touched the television from this hour to this hour recording the game you know that was it that was kind of like what it was but um nowadays it doesn't it kind of seem like we're going back to that though it's like netflix and hulu they were kind of pioneers with this whole get the app you download it and then what's on the app or what the content that we have to give you is what you get. You pay a small fee, but you have unlimited access to all this content, but we tell you what you get. You know, nowadays you get a lot more for the price, but now they got, you know, they got up sales like, oh, ad free or this and that. So at the end of the day, you have Hulu's got certain things on it that you want to watch. Netflix has certain things on it that you want to watch. Now Disney, Disney's got a channel. Everybody's freaking out about the Disney Plus channel. I myself, I've got Disney Plus. So be it. Not freaking out about it, but I like it a lot. I like it a lot more than I thought I would, actually. I probably like it a little bit too much. Mandalorian. <coughs> Mandalorian. <coughs> what was that? Sorry. Um, anyway, but... You know, overall, I think that it's kind of going back to what cable was. It's funny. It's like now you can't just have one network, one app. You can't just have one streaming site or one company. I mean, sure, you could. You could choose to just have one, but then you're, what, limiting yourself to the other content that you actually probably want to watch. Uh, Game of Thrones, for example, you had to have HBO to watch Game of Thrones, or you got to be like the rest of us, dirty casuals, and go watch it on some sort of European server, like some Russian server, some hackbot that went and stripped it off of another server from China, you know, and I mean, just shady, illegal copies of it that weren't very good. But maybe you didn't have to do that. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, even the HBO app, you have to have that to watch one show. It's like, it's getting to be a little ridiculous. 
and then you pay a premium for all these 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 networks, these these apps. I mean, at the end of the day, most people I would say that have these are probably spending you know close to a hundred dollars a month on all of them. If you have if you have four of the large ones, probably close to a hundred bucks. Maybe not. Maybe not as much, but it's kind of what cable was. You know, if you wanted premium TV, which was different than standard television because you had standard television. But if you wanted cable, this, oh my God, cable was so great for years, right? You had to pay a premium price. Then you had access to all these different, all these different channels, all these different shows and networks. But you played, a, you paid a flat rate, but you were subject to their time slots. Now, instead of paying a flat rate, you're basically buying the channel. You know, if you wanted to watch Disney shows, well, back then you didn't have to buy the Disney Network. It just came included, but you had to be subject to their times. Now you can choose whatever show, whatever movie you want, right? But you're paying a fucking premium for it. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think the convenience of it all is great. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I like the way the technology is going, but like, to what end? You know, it's like, to, to, to what end is this going to, this going to transpire you know, now Apple's got their own TV. Facebook's got their own TV. I mean, shit, next thing you know, fucking Samsung is going to have their own TV. You know, Verizon and the phone companies are going to jump in and get their own networks and stuff. I mean, everybody and their fucking mom's going to have a new a new network, a new program. You know, a new, oh, you got to subscribe to subscribe to our app to watch these shows. You know, it's going to get ridiculous. I, all I see is it's driving the market. You know that everybody needs a piece of the pie. What's the best way to make sure that somebody buys your product? Well, it's to make it exclusive. Exclusivity is probably one of the better driving factors for retail or just selling shit. You know, something that somebody else doesn't have. My network's got these shows. Other networks they don't have the shows. You want to watch these shows? You got to pay me a fee. That fee could be small, the fee could be big. It depends on the network, depends on the show that you want to watch, whether it's worth or not. But overall, you're paying you're paying these companies. And I don't know, I like it, but again, it's just it's just kind of a funny thought. It's kind of like, wow, you know, we we kind of got away from cable. A lot of people were pirating things, which isn't good. Is you know, it's not good either. Uh, from an economic standpoint, it's terrible. But you know, people want the content. The content's out there. It's good content, man. These these people making these shows, writing these shows, these movies, these these anime. Like this, this is, it's good content. And they know that they've got. They know they have stuff that other people would pay for. So, not saying that it's a bad decision. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a it's a poor choice. But just take a step back and take a look at what's going on. I think it's. I think it's funny. You know, funny faux pas. Maybe a little funny ha ha. But it just it just seems like we've been down this road with cable. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, but some of the shows that I've been enjoying, you know, have been both anime and live action. Um, me and me and my significant other have been going through some of the uh, like the newer the newer shows. Rick and Morty, the new season of that came out recently. Um, already seen all the shows from from the release of that great great content i mean 
that's a show that I don't think I ever get tired of watching. Rewa- uh, rewatches on old old episodes, new episode rewatched already several of them. Um, but there again, got to find the right network to watch that on. And then some of the other shows that we've been enjoying lately have been The Mandalorian. Um, that that's been just a favorite. I think of a lot of people. People that I never even thought would watch a Star Wars anything or get into Star Wars anything are walking around saying stuff like, this is the way, you know, and quoting quoting that show. So I think it's a, a, a big success already. It's a big hit already. I enjoy it personally. And what the fuck is going on with the baby Yoda? Like, I know it's not a baby Yoda. I, I know it's really not Yoda. But, I mean, we're not going to ever know, really, the truth behind that that whole race. We're not going to really ever know the truth behind where they come from, their back origin stories. I mean, we're probably just, we're not. We're, we're not, you know. So, what the fuck? I mean, it's interesting. Honestly, it's, it's, got, it's got my attention. But I want to know so bad, you know, like, what's going to happen with it. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to be tuned in and watching. So, Hook, Line, Sinker, they got me. Mandalorian, great show. Hands down. I mean, if you disagree, fine. Totally can disagree to that. But I doubt a lot of people that are listening to this are going to actually say, no, that's a bad show. I don't like it. You know, for what it's worth, if you do have an opinion like that about it, watch it again. Or if you haven't watched it, just watch it. Just give it a try. It's not too bad. Might might make you regret saying those those nasty, spiteful, dishonest. Wait, what, what, what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, Mandalorian, great show. Disney Plus seems kind of seems kind of like a scam, but we'll see what happens. You know. Moving on, next topic. Back to video games for just a few moments here. Um, another up-and-coming game title that's going to be released that I've been waiting for for quite some time. I know a lot of people out there have. That's right, Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is, I guess, like wildly the most anticipated game, at least for me for many many years already i mean i've been just chomping at the bit for any real information for a long time um now that we've seen more official um release dates and we have this expectation now i mean i'm kind of salivating at the idea of this game but with the excitement that i'm personally feeling i'm also very skeptical the game as we know, was a multi-disc game in the original PlayStation 1 version. Um, Huge game for its time. I mean, three, I think, was it three, maybe four discs worth of content in the end? Um, Full, full disc content, too. It was like you had to play through just tons of story each disc to get anywhere in that game. At least at the time, it felt like an eternity, like forever. Um, The grind was so real, you know, getting leveled up and getting your materia strong enough to really fight and and handle those bosses those gods in the in the the world were just it was insane not to mention all the side quests all the different things you could do um trying to get the different chocobos 
I don't I don't need to preach to the choir, I'm sure, but that game was just phenomenal and I personally have been stoked hearing about the remastering. But I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it right away. I gotta take a step back. Again, I'm more of a casual person, more of a casual player, and I don't know if I can justifiably do like the the pre-order and the deluxe this and that because I don't want to be disappointed. I mean, I I know that I've had this this build up and this hype for a while, you know, this desire to to play it. But first and foremost, if they do not release all of the game finished and remastered all in one shot, that is going to just kill it for me in the initial release. Like if I can't if I can't pick up this game the digital copy or the hard copy, whatever you want to, whatever, whatever it comes out on first, right? If I can't get this game in its entirety right off the release date, I don't know if I want to play it right away. I mean, think about that. You, we waited for how many years? And then if they, if they don't release the full game all at once, you're going to play to a certain point and you have to wait again. I mean, some people might be able to do that. Personally, myself, I can't do that. I can't. I can't sit around and wait longer for a game, you know. I mean, maybe I will change my mind when it comes out. Who knows? But I don't think that the developers or the, the company that, you know, is governing over all this is going to do something that would shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, it's a, it's a very well-established franchise. I just think that too soon of a release if it's not ready yet or you know just rushing the final product that's that's what i don't want to see happen you know i don't want to see them release you know release part of the game first to give us to give us all something to to craze over to do you know to to pine over and then take their time with the rest of it and then have like several year gaps in between each disc i don't want to see that happen at all um but what I don't want to see happen even more is them rush everything and put out a sloppy release or a sloppy remake or remastering, you know? So, I mean, there's going to be a balance in there, I think, with all of it. And I'm hoping that they have figured it out already. You know, I hope I hope that when it releases that it's not going to just be one part of the overall title and then we're going to wait for a long time. I also don't want to see again the the rushed, you know, revised version, and it be just shoddy. I'd like to I'd like to see it meet in the middle. I mean, if I have to wait longer for a better better quality version of the the next, you know, parts of the chapter or the next chapters of the story, fine, so be it. I guess I will. You know, I'd rather that than the other. But I'm curious to know just again how it's going to look. I've seen some screenshots. I've seen some 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 video play for it. Looks amazing already. Um, the mechanics. I, I'm I'm not sure of the mechanics of the fighting. I haven't seen it broken down quite in depth yet. Um, I'm probably going to be doing some more research on that. But it looks pretty interesting. It looks more live. Looks more action packed. But there again, Final Fantasy is more of a chess match. It's more you're playing chess. You're not really, you know, you're not really playing just a standard game. Um, you're kind of strategizing and choosing and picking and getting wiped and going back to the drawing board and going, oh man, what can I do differently? And 
sometimes you have to like take it turn by turn where you almost know what to expect you've done the same fight like 50 times over and you know by turn three they're going to use some sort of blind or some sort of debilitating spell to to weaken you and that was the whole point of it so i hope that the, the game style i hope the fighting style is not not too dynamic to where you lose the element of the strategy slashers and hackers those are fun you know they have their place but final fantasy not so much so i'm really hoping that it's more it's still more sort of turn-based but with some interesting mechanics involved some interesting dynamics so I, again i'm just i'm excited so anybody out there um that feels the same way again comment um i don't know how in depth nick will be covering it but i just wanted to stress that again i like certain things um nerd related and, and these are things that i'm sort of attenting myself to and um i'm sure there are some of those out there that are listening that are into these things as well so i think we'll end there with that topic um and further nerd news we will be getting into another couple topics here so with the ending of thanksgiving then starts the beginning of Black Friday and all of the shopping deals throughout the Black Friday weekend. Um, I myself do not participate in the traditional Black Friday shopping. I prefer not to go out and meet the crowds at the malls and deal with the traffic. And I mean, personally, I just I don't want to get mugged in the parking lot with my very inexpensive items. I mean... I really don't want to deal with it. I worked retail too many years. I'm not doing it. You want to go Black Friday shopping? You want to go out in the public and go see the people? Deal with the hordes and the crowds of heathens? By all means, go for it. I myself prefer to wait around for Cyber Monday. So, those of you that are like me, hopefully you got some good deals on Cyber Monday. I know that um, you know Nintendo, Apple, a um, couple of the bigger retailers... We're doing some really, really good deals over the weekend, and I hope you got what you wanted. Hope you got your Christmas shopping out of the way. Uh, I was looking at getting a Switch possibly, but there just wasn't good enough deals on the Switch console that I really wanted to take advantage of. So I'm, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably just gonna wait till I get a Switch myself personally. But um, a couple of the uh, retailers like Walmart, Walmart is having you know, huge sales over that weekend. Um, they were having phone sales, uh, electronic sales, you know, uh, Apple, Apple released uh, a good sale on, I believe some of their, like their, or their era, Apple pods, like the ear pods and, um, some of their other, I think a, a laptop or two, but, um, just in general, I, I don't, I don't do black Friday shopping. I mean, Cyber Monday, a bit more my speed, but still just not my cup of tea. I mean, I do work hard all year long. I do like to get a deal, and I want to you know, take advantage of sales and deals when I can, but I, I think it's crazy. Just the hype around it's nuts. You know, it's it's nuts. Um, yeah, there's, there's some good deals out there. But from the retail perspective, a lot of it's cheap. I mean, you, you do get good deals on popular game consoles and big title electronics. I mean, there are going to be those those discounts, but 
a lot of these doorbusters that people get all crazy for and they rush in for doorbusters are cheap a lot of it's cheap merchandise it's cheap product they mass produce it they slap a sales sticker on it and they say oh it's discounted this much price in reality they are probably marking it up still because it's cheap i mean most of it's cheap but you get some good deals through the weekend and cyber monday again you can luck out you can get some really good video games, some TV, some PC, or Mac if you're into Mac. You can get some really good deals throughout the weekend and leading into Cyber Monday. So I hope all of you out there were safe, got your, your deals, got your shopping out of the way, got some Christmas shopping done, you know, got your good your your good products and good pricing. Again, be safe out there, folks. Don't take it too seriously. I know I don't. Um, but yeah. Looking towards Christmas, I think everybody is going to be enjoying the holiday weekend after the turkey weekend. So I guess with that, I will bid adieu for the evening, and it's been a pleasure talking to all you. Thanks for listening to me. I know Nick will be back next week with his next episode. So until next time, everybody, take care, be safe, stay classy, and keep doing the nerd thing because... It may not be cool, but hey, it makes us happy, right? All right, everybody have a good night. Thanks a lot.